Hey everyone, welcome to episode number seven of Conversations That Don't Suck. In case anyone is wondering, I still don't feel less weird sitting in front of my microphone and recording the intros and outros to these episodes, so that has yet to change and we're working on it. Okay, so I've been really loving the feedback so far that I've been getting on the podcast and thank you so much to those of you that have reached out or written reviews or left ratings on iTunes. It means so much to me and helps other people to find out about the podcast um, and more importantly to learn about how to have better conversations and bring more connection into their lives. And I've heard a lot of people say they're bringing just like a little bit more awareness to their conversations. I've heard a lot of people say that they've started making video intros to people when they're introducing themselves instead of leaving emails. I've heard people say that they're just finding ways to bring better questions into their conversations with people instead of asking the same boring, shitty questions that we normally ask in conversations. So I'm really grateful to hear all of that. And that's totally the intention is for things to not stay here, but for things to be brought into the world through this podcast. So thank you all for all of uh, all of the feedback. I love you all so much. So today we have Jeff Bosmer on, and Jeff, uh, Jeff's a special human. He and I met at like a networking event. It's not that's not really the right word. I think neither of us would go to a networking event. Um, we went to this some kind of connection event, like for entrepreneurs in like wellness and spirituality, feel good spaces. Um, and this was this was many months ago. Um, and he and I met there, and the first thing he says to me. Like we go, the whole event happens and he comes up to me and he says, hey, are you a Gemini, Moon, Virgo, Sun, Capricorn, Rising or like some combination of those things? And I was like, who are you? <laughs> like we have not met before. Why are you? How are you asking me this right now? Like we, we haven't you haven't heard me say something yet. And you're asking me about my astro- my astrology chart. And then I learned that this is just who Jeff is. And this is a big, big, big part of his life, big part of his world. And um, he's just a brilliant human being. And he's freaking hilarious and knows a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about astrology and um, the human mind and how all of these things come together and a lot about wellness and the human body. And I'm really grateful to have Jeff in my life and to be learning from him. So... I hope you enjoy this episode with Jeff. We get into a lot of good stuff. We talk about herbal medicine. We talk about the stars. We talk about our journeys. We talk about psychedelics. We get into a lot of juicy stuff. So enjoy this episode with Jeff, and I'll see you on the other side. We live in a world that is starved for more authentic connection. Better conversations are our first step in getting there. Welcome to Conversations That Don't Suck. I'm your host, Kyla Sokol Ward, and I'm here to engage you in truth-telling discussions about the super deep, always beautiful, sometimes ugly, and wholly honest parts of being a human. Real connection and empathic communication can feel easy and should be a part of our everyday lives. Most of our conversations suck. These ones don't. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. I'm super excited. And when I heard you originally on... Mark Weinstein's podcast. Mm-hmm. There were so many things like obviously you and I we've only spent time together a couple of times, but I was like, wow, there's so much about Jeff that I don't know. And <laughs> as we were setting up this call and thinking like there's still so much about how you became the person that you are that I don't know about you and how um your path as an entrepreneur and as a healer and Yeah, so as an overview, I guess, of like what I do and what I'm about. (laughs) Um, Ultimately, right now, I'm very focused on like doing coaching work, um, which has been a bit of a shift recently um, in as far as it becoming one of my main things. So working with people one on one and 
soon to be in groups as well, um, where the focus is largely on health and business, but it's really like everything, right? I mean, you can't just work on one thing. And, um, you know, I have a background as an herbalist, as an Ayurvedic lifestyle practitioner, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, sound meditation. And I also utilize astrology and a variety of different mantic arts or divinatory practices to um, help to get at some of the more subconscious or things that are underneath the surface with people. You know, I'm just kind of like really trying to get to the bottom of what people's issues or problems are. And the way that I like to think of it is that I'm trying to put them in alignment with nature and whatever their destiny is supposed to be. Astrology has become one of the more guiding lights in my practice recently. And it's largely because I do think that there's a, um, there's a certain way in which like we are supposed to like live out or carry out certain um, energies or relationships or professional goals in our lives. And uh, when I can help people see that, that to me is, um, and help them live that and feel comfortable within it and not feel scared of whatever, you know, the majority of culture will try to make someone do because it feels quote unquote safer. Mm. Um, that's my like real, that's what I'm in it for. Um, but you know, I can also like help you if you just have like digestive issues or headaches or whatever mm-hmm. too. <laughs> I'm like down to do that as well. Um, <laughs> that's a part of it. You know, it's like, there's like totally psychology and biology, like it's all connected. So mm-hmm. um, they all kind of like point towards each other. And so I just like kind of put it together like a puzzle. Um, and yeah, you know, I started doing that because for the past few years I produced an event called East Meets West, which um, was a kind of music festival and conference that was focused on introducing people to Eastern and Western mostly Eastern medicine and uh, mm-hmm. energetic practices. I'm like not focusing on that as much right now um, because I'm like coaching is like kind of taking off and doing its own thing. And um, but I do want to return to that event and, you know, revive it at some point because it is important to me to um, make it a, make a, a financially affordable thing that people can show up to and like learn a lot and get really excited about this stuff. And especially for people who might not otherwise be finding themselves like attracted to or comfortable within the world of wellness as it's being like promoted these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the kind of comedian stuff comes into, yeah. <laughs> which is, which has just been, you know, I mean, I've just always been kind of a goofball. I was runner up for class clown in high school. <laughs> runner up. Runner up. Yeah, I was. I wasn't. I literally just wasn't cool. Like the person who was like, <laughs> way cooler than I was. I was like nerd clown, you know. Um, <laughs> but I think I was funnier, honestly. Um, um, and yeah, you know, I. It's something that like I just enjoy, and um, it's the most important thing. Like humor and like laughter is the best medicine, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make that you know, kind of the guiding, the thing that I lead, that I lead with in order to make people comfortable and Mm -hmm. uh, not make it so like egocentric or like, look at my like beautiful skin that I like paid like all this money for this, like really expensive organic, what like whatever, you know, I don't really care about that part of it, but it's not for me. It's like, like, let's go into the you know, into the depths of the emotional stuff and like mm-hmm. be able to tread lightly there and like introduce a little bit of humor into things that might otherwise be a little bit difficult. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, maybe that's enough of a, <laughs> of a 
rough outline for right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think that's like such a big part of um, when I think about you and the things that you talk about and just the way that you infuse humor into it. I think it's so important and so valuable and like so much of it, because as you're saying, like people can think about astrology or wellness or any of the things that you normally preach about and they would be so turned off by it or so like this guy is full of shit or right. um, yeah. all kinds of things that people have their own little personal um, biases against. And totally. yeah, I think you infusing humor into it makes it so much more approachable or even like, it's like, Oh, like this uh, Scorpio is in this house in your, in your chart. And so like these things are going to happen. And, and um, being able to talk about those things in a way that's accessible, even if people are like, I don't know if I really believe in this, but like bringing in the humor makes it so much more digestible for people. Totally. I mean, I also wouldn't say that I believe in it either. Like that, mm. that word doesn't really, it doesn't mean a lot, you know, like I have had experiences that um, would lead me to believe that there's like something interesting there and that there are patterns that are worth paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Um I'll never believe anything. Like I'll never, I don't know. There's a good quote. I think it goes something like, be careful what you believe, but you can entertain anything. Hmm. And for me, like it truly is, it's about entertainment. Like I'm entertained by these things. Like I think they're fun, hmm. you know? Um, and that's not to say that I don't also like literally like make decisions based on these things because at this point I've, I've entertained them enough that like they've become a part of my life. And I really like kind of understand what those patterns look like. Hmm. Um, but that's been with a lot of, experience you know um I, i've never i don't know i've never been the type to like write something off without like researching it like very heavily especially when like zillions of people use this stuff yeah um you know i feel like there's there's probably got to be something to it and for me for a lot of herbal medicine in particular um astrology for sure sound meditation maybe less so <laughs> um <laughs> as a discipline i think it's still kind of like getting its sea legs <laughs> and there's a lot of like pretty <laughs> things that I'm not so quick to, um, to latch on to, um, in terms of what I'll quote unquote entertain. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's important to keep, uh, to keep an open mind and also to like, also like have your, you know, skepticism hat ready at hand, um, for when something does come across that like, doesn't feel like it really fits or isn't, mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it's quite right or really truly like has like zero evidence or like really could be something else, you know? Yeah. What are the things that in your life that made you initially want to, to, to think about entertaining these ideas? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have unless I had done acid. Um, that, oh, and with, yes. Let's go down this route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, before doing acid, I was like, essentially uh like very strict scientific materialist mm -hmm. um meaning that i like didn't believe that there was anything spiritual per se um i pretty much thought that like the law of cause and effect was um like an inviolable law that there was like nothing could supersede it which isn't to say that i don't think that that's true now but i have a much more nuanced view of it in thinking that everything was either physical or able to be explained through physical phenomena i didn't believe that um like for instance my experience of the world like my my emotions and the things that i perceive as like having um like meaning that those are all kind of quote-unquote epiphenomena of like physical synapses firing in my brain i also knew that like i had this inkling underneath all that that i was like you know what? I don't know this. There's no way that I can know it. Um, and that was like kind of always deep in my bones. And I think that that's important because a lot of people, I think they go into like studying anything where they're just like, I want to know for certain. Um, and I've never 
had that impulse or the like, and, I, and I've never thought that that would be valuable. So I think that that was kind of helpful at least towards when I did end up doing acid, which is a whole long story where uh, basically I like, my friend called me up and she was like, hey, I wanna to go to this music festival in Colorado, we should go. So I told my parents that I was going to Cape Cod and then I took their car and told them, um, <laughs> and, and I told them that that's where I was, that I was going to Cape Cod. And then uh, I ended up going on this four week long road trip where basically for three days straight, I just drove to get to this music festival. I picked up my friend Chelsea, we got there. Um, the first two days I was just like doing ecstasy and like a bunch of other stupid stuff. And then on the <laughs> final day, like someone, you know, dosed me with acid and I basically like started seeing energy. I, which is like, you know, take it or leave it, like whatever that means to you. Um, yeah. Visual alterations that were seemingly uh, very connected with the things that were happening. Uh, not just kind of like these, you know, meaningless um, disturbances or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I like realized that I needed to drop out of the school that I was going to. I was going to Tufts in Boston at the time. Um, I needed, I realized that I needed to come out of the closet. Um, so I came out to my friend Chelsea a few days later and then like a month or two later, I like had a party at my house and like literally came out to everyone in my high school oh, wow. um, as part of my like Thanksgiving. It was like a, everyone was like back for the first Thanksgiving and I like threw a party and came out. It was really amazing. It's it pretty sweet actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then during the experience itself, I like saw this old man who I was communicating, who I was like having this like really deep conversation with like turn into a big white owl, mm. um, like with eyes open, seeing this happen. Yeah, some other things that happened too, but that basically like a whole bunch of unexplainable stuff that like clearly was just more, it wasn't just like some random, it did not feel like this random meaningless thing, you know? Um, especially the man turning into an owl, it was just like very, owls have always been a very meaningful animal to me. I've always really loved them. Um, I was always really obsessed with Athena, um, goddess of wisdom in Greek. I, maybe she has a different name in Greek. Maybe that's the mm. Roman name. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I've always really been obsessed with her. So, um, you know, her animal is the owl and, um, you know, it ended up having like very deep significance for me at the time. Although, excuse me, at the time, I wasn't fully aware how to process any of it. It was just right. kind of like, I didn't know what to do with it. And so over the years, I after dropping out of Tufts, I ended up um, going to the school of St. John's College in Santa Fe, which is where I am right now, visiting it and really falling in love with it. And I, I was visiting it literally like days after I had done acid and like felt very called to go here um, and study philosophy. And because uh, I wanted to get more of the roots when I was at Tufts, I was like studying a lot of like computer science and philosophy, which like basically takes scientific materialism for granted. Um, and I realized that like, I wasn't ready to do that because I just felt like I didn't have enough of the history of philosophy. Um, and given the experiences on acid, I was kind of like, I feel like there's something else going on here, even though I didn't know what at the time, yeah. um, I, I had no real like familiarity with any sort of spiritual practice or traditions or teachings or anything, you know, I would like go online afterwards and um, I would type in like acid, owl, old man, like mm. what's Google gonna give ya? <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, you know, I was just kind of like in the dark for a long time, mm -hmm. um, which honestly was kind of a good thing, I think, cause like the level to which my intuition is on now is like can be almost overwhelming at times and like has in a certain way like become, it's almost like made it harder for me to like, 
go and be out in the world, at least at this time in my life. Like right now, I'm like having a bit of an internal moment. Mm. Um, so at the time, I think it was kind of good that like I was able to like go and do college and like not have as open of a like mind, but still be like generally open to receiving new ideas. Um, mm -hmm. And then after college, I started to like go to a bunch of like West Coast music festivals and like actually like, started doing acid again because I didn't do it after that for about five years because I was just like, I can't handle like that amount of change. Like yeah. right now, like I'm in college, I don't want to drop out. Like <laughs> I want to just finish this. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, then after I graduated, I did start doing it again and started to just have tons of like very overt spiritual experiences, you know, like seeing the chakras and interacting with spirit animal, animals all the time, seeing energy, being able to communicate with ancestors of, of my own and sometimes with other people's lots of things. And I, I'm kind of abbreviating that story too, because I mean, there, there a lot went into that too. Yeah. Um, because during that time I was also struggling immensely with a lot of health problems, um, which is something that I've actually always struggled with to some degree, but um, honestly, like the, the fun loving and like comedian side of me has like always been um, something that I've like identified with primarily. And so when I was younger, I didn't really know. It's almost like I didn't realize I was depressed. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't until like graduating college, not knowing what the fuck I wanted to do, like not having any support system whatsoever that I just like sunk into like a really serious depression and was just like, whoa, this is terrible. <laughs> like, mm. I like have no idea where to go from here. Like it was essentially kind of, you know, primarily drugs that both like made things worse, but also like helped open up my intuition towards being like, okay, I'm going to follow this seeming synchronicity or this sign and see where it takes me. And right after college, I was like living in San Diego for a while, just like kind of doing nothing. And then I decided to do a massage therapy training, which was kind of the beginning of me doing healing arts. Um, but I realized quickly that like, I love getting massages, don't love giving them so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know who wants to do that, but it to be a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like saints, those people. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, thank you for doing that. Um, not, it's not me. Uh, but it did like, you know, reintroduce me to my own body, which I had like kind of forsaken in a, you know, mm. uh, long bouts of alcoholism and drug use in college. So it was good for that. And then, um, yeah, I went and did uh, uh, yoga training in Mexico that was like super shitty um, and like super cheap, but it like definitely like started to like get me to be like energetically aware of things um, and like to start having experiences with chakras and stuff. And um, that was also like post- um, and I've actually never shared this before. Um, and at some point I will like be writing a whole thing on it, but cause it really was pretty wild. Um, I got a DUI in, mm. uh, the year after graduating college, uh, in Santa Fe, just about a block from where I am staying right now. Actually. Wow. Um, yeah, I was just like being super dumb criminal by Fiona Apple was playing on the radio. Like it was meant to be, you know, mm. um, as I got pulled over. Yeah, I just, you know, I was like, I just realized I'm not cut up for jail. <laughs> yeah. I, I like certainly would be someone's bitch. Like I'd be like holding <laughs> someone's belt loop, like big time. Like, oh my I, God. I would like truly be the town bike in jail. So I realized <laughs> that, that 
which as a gay man, you know, like could be worse. You're, you're a maniac. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, could be worse, but I like realized like that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the, that wasn't my optimal right. um, life path. So, yeah. uh, so I was like, okay, I need to quit drugs. Like I have to like quit doing all this stuff. I was like, my intuition is on. I don't feel like I need to do any of this. Like, I feel like I've got the message and I can hang up. So I then like moved to San Francisco and lived in an ashram for a little while at the top of Hate Street, the Shivananda Yoga Ashram, which was good for me because I like stopped doing drugs during that time, like was doing yoga regularly, or at least pretty regularly. I probably should have been doing it more, but I was still like, you know, suffering from a lot of like health problems that were like preventing me from like waking up early and um, mm-hmm. actually like being a like normal human. But it did do that for me. I ended up getting kicked out of that ashram because I don't do well with authority figures and the guy who ran it, let's just say we, d- we didn't get along. We, were, we weren't a match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave anyway, but then after that, some like things just kind of basically led me to working for this company in uh, New York that was focusing a lot on herbal medicine. And that's really where like things started to shift for me. Mm. Herbal, med- herbal medicine was kind of my, um, yeah, was kind of the main and is to this day, like kind of the main thing that I focus on and has become, uh, yeah, I mean, the relationship that I have with plants is like, very it's always seemingly like deepening in these very strange ways um in the past couple months i've realized that i have like a certain i I have general like medical intuition in a certain way like sometimes things will come to me that are not plants but um i can very specifically ask for flower essences for people and sometimes just normal herbs not just for um not just for the flower essence um, component, but for the actual like more physiological or biological component. Um, mm. And they will like come to me and tell me um, that that's what that person needs. And that was initiated because I was studying at this school there called the Arborvitae School of Herbalism, which I recommend highly. Um, my teacher is Claudia Keel and Richard Mandelbaum are super amazing. And um, yeah, I was able to do the course for free because um, I was like producing events and they wanted to produce events, but they couldn't pay me to do them. So um, I just took the classes for free, which I think is always kind of a good sign. It's like kind of something that's meant to be, you know, it was like, it just kind of like cropped up naturally through that. I became really obsessed with that. And then the next year started to dive a little bit more into Ayurveda and sound meditation, um, just to be able to get a little bit, you know, uh, of a broader base of what I was studying beyond just Western herbal medicine. The year after that, I started to get much more into astrology and like that's kind of been my focus, I would say for the last three years uh, in terms of my studies, in terms of like kind of what I bring into my practice as a coach. Uh, You know, the first couple sessions with people are oftentimes more of the physical or the um, psychological component of whatever the main thing that they have going on is. And then it's largely about kind of digging more into um, what's revealed in the chart things that are more subconscious, mm-hmm. things that don't just kind of, you know, that people don't even know that they have going on, people that they're working, whatever they're working on with their parents, very taking a very like Jungian, I guess you could say Jungian or like Hillman uh, approach to um, the way that I work with people. So yeah, really trying to help them in the process of individuation, put together the pieces of the puzzle that uh, have helped to shape them the way they are and giving them insight into what those habits or patterns are so that they can more actively choose. And I say, choose not necessarily. I don't, I technically do not believe in 
choice or free will in a certain way, um, but it helps them to see uh, what's possible for them. And I think in being presented with that vision allows, if that person is meant to choose the, a different way of being, uh, it gives them that ability or that uh, it opens up that possibility for them. So mm. yeah, that's, that's kind of the path. That's the, <laughs> that's the winding road. <laughs> wow. There's the cliff notes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, there's so many parts of that that I want to like break down for, I mean, kind of where my mind is going first is like just thinking back to your very initial experience with psychedelics. And yeah. I'll just say like selfishly, my mind is like kind of sticking to this because I very recently had my first experience with psychedelics and um, cool. And I think that, I don't know, like what you're describing of having had this really intense experience, which sounds like it was largely positive, but also you had no idea how to process it. And I just think of all the people who use psychedelics and um, use them mostly like as party drugs and how, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever, we won't judge anyone for however they decide to use substances, but totally, yeah. um, it's, it's just such a shame because they're so powerful for so many more beautiful and impactful things. And what makes you, um, like, how do you sort of make sense of that looking back in terms of like, maybe you didn't have the tools to process that. Maybe it took you five full years to want to like dive into that state of mind a second time. Um, but how do you make sense of that looking back in terms of your ability to use that experience to have created change in your life? Cause I think so many people do have experiences like yours mm. and are just totally freaked out and are like, I never want to do this again. This was like way too intense. I, this was a bad trip, quote unquote. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. totally. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I feel very blessed because that first experience was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I happened to find myself, amongst a whole bunch of, you know, I was like, literally the, the, the primary positive experiences happened in the setting of workshops that were happening at this festival. Hmm. So yeah, I don't, I don't hate on like people use, utilizing drugs at like music festivals or at events like that. Cause like, that's where I got my start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I literally would not be here if it were not for like someone offering me acid at fucking five in the morning, like listening <laughs> to like a fucking shitty drum and bass set. <laughs> um, like I totally believe that like that has its place. I think that all that stuff's here for a reason. The caveat there for me would be that I actually think that music festivals, if it's just a music festival, like that doesn't have workshops or something like that's probably not a safe a space. Right. Um, if it's just people getting really fucked up and like, you know, to me, I, I do, believe again isn't the right word but like I do think that when people are drinking that they're like essentially opening up the floodgates to let a bunch of like more shitty spirits come through mm. um or at least just like letting their like inner demons come out whatever it is and uh that's not as great a place to do those things and so having been lucky I was able to hold on to that experience and later on like i basically always knew that i would then return to those things but that i just needed like a couple of years to like not do it because i like also knew that i had goals like i want i wanted to finish school mm -hmm. um i yeah every year at the very beginning of school i would like burning and it was always that fucking first week and i was like oh, i just want to i just want to skip the first few days of school and go to burning again but i was like no i'm like i don't know i just like had this kind of intuitive awareness that it was something that would be too much for me at that time. Mm. Um, 
Cause like, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's probably too much for everyone always, <laughs> but yeah. like, it, especially like even after I graduated and did go for the first time, like it was a lot um, and was a lot to process. And I'm glad that I, you know, was able to finish school and like was able to like get the background that I was able to get. Cause I, I mean, I loved my college. St. John's is like such a weird and interesting place. You know, it's, there's no tester grades or majors. Everyone um, takes the same classes. So you can talk with a, um, well, once you're a senior, you can talk with anyone below you and they've taken all the classes that you've taken. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very tight knit. Everyone knows each other. It's super small. There's only 400 people in the whole school. So there's only wow. about a hundred, a hundred in your class. So, you know, everyone, and also everyone knows your business too. So yeah. it, it comes with its you know privileges as well. I, I really wanted to finish that. And I think that, um, having a philosophical background to me, like, I don't know if I could like, if I had a child and they were going to want to go do psychedelics, I would probably like ask them or like encourage them to have a bit more of like an intellectual understanding of reality before like going and just fucking bending the fuck out of it. Because like, not that that happens every time to everyone who does them, but when that does happen, a lot of people come back and they have weird interpretations of like what has been happening or they have like they'll like jump to objective interpretations like oh my god i saw god and it's like right how the the fuck do you know that (laughs) like (laughs) you don't know like sure you can you're 100 allowed to feel that it was god but like even if he told you or she probably she told you (laughs) or like created a feeling within you that could be wrong like there's always the possibility that like something else could come along and like be true. Like the, the we're always only provisionally building upon whatever the you noic know, foundations of truth are that have come before us. There's always the possibility that someone will rise, even if it has every day for the last million years. Like that you can't take that for granted. And so yeah, I mean I think that being able to then have like a lot of different experiences after college and after really like diving into like philosophical and like spiritual ideas. Um, I think I had more of a background and a baseline to understand what those things were um, and to not just like jump off the new age deep end with it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like people's ideas about how manifestation works or Mm -hmm. even about how astrology works. Like there's people are just, they just jump to these conclusions that don't have a like solid logical foundation under them and not the logical Mm -hmm. foundation is even an actual foundation technically um you know whatever standards of measurement you create are ones that you've created they're not something that exists like by any objective standard in nature um but to be aware of that is like very crucial because if you're not you can very easily go into the territory of essentially being dogmatic about Mm. spiritual life which is kind of the antithesis of like what the real true goal is there which is to like free yourself up from um, feeling like things need to be a certain way or that things are a certain way. Um, And while that can be scary for people to exist in that space of like not knowing, for me, that's actually, you know, maybe it's the difference between a person looking at a glass half full and half empty. But to me, that is what creates the space for anything to be possible. And having had so many experiences of things happening seemingly for a reason or according to some kind of synchronicity um, or some kind of purpose, I'm 
able to like chill with the idea that like, I don't know for certain, but I can have like a very strong inkling of it. I've probably like gotten off the track of what the question was, but. <laughs> no, this, I mean, this is just great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that um, a lot of people who do utilize these things with less intention mm-hmm. are just putting themselves at risk. Like, and there's so many great ways to do those substances that bring out the more quote unquote spiritual um, aspects of the experience um, or the potentially more meaningful parts of the experience that, um, would be, you know, certainly well-advised for people. (laughs) You know, I think one of like the most dangerous, riskiest, most unfortunate ways that people react to doing those substances is like when they have these quote-unquote bad trips, it's just getting the idea that like, oh, the mind is a dangerous place. And being Mm -hmm. so open-minded and like the most intense sense of that word is a dangerous thing to do. And it's a dangerous way to be. And Yeah. And I mean, you know, of course people are just trying to make sense of having had intense experiences and that's okay. But yeah, I think it is a really unfortunate reaction that people get to those types of things, even with just meditation, like even with sitting for 10 minutes, people are like, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts because I don't want to know what's in there. And it's like, wow, when did, when did we learn to become so effing terrified of just, uh, of ourselves? And, um, Yeah. yeah, it's just like a more intense version of that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that bad trip thing, I don't know. I can't say this objectively, but I do feel like probably in just about every instance of someone having a bad trip, it's actually your subconscious pointing out that something in your life is not working. Yep. And you're having a scary experience because you need to have that experience in order to wake up from whatever the nightmare that you're living in. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, my, um, my second trip, I think. Yeah, it was, I, I did end up doing mushrooms, um, right after doing acid that first time when I got back to Boston um, and I had decided to drop out of Tufts, I I went to Tufts for a party with some of the people that undoubtedly like would have been like all of my friends that year. Um, Cause a lot of the like more artistic people had like kind of moved into a house together. Um, And I took shrooms and it was a nightmare. I was just Mm -hmm. like totally like everyone's energy and like, depression and like just negative their negative thinking was just like on display fully on display I was like just fully like living inside of whatever that reality was um and which had been my reality you know and which I had like just kind of like learned to step out of to some degree at least and it was just like insane confirmation of like this is not where you're supposed to be. I was hanging out with one person in particular who actually did not go to Tufts, but who I ended up hanging out with a large part of that year who had a lot of things going on that were not right for me in terms of friendship. And it was having my intuition be opened through that negative experience of like, I'll just, as one instance, uh, I basically at one point during the experience needed to just, I just went and sat in my car and which is something that I guess I tend to do when I'm on acid and like need to chill. <laughs> and as I'm in my car, I start to hear like carnival music, like mm. clown, like clown music, um, which is like not what you want to hear. Yeah, Jesus. Psychedelics. <laughs> and, and as I'm hearing it, all of a sudden they come over to the car 
And like, I just knew that it was like a symbol of like something fucked up going on with this person. Mm. And yeah, you know, I, in doing ayahuasca a few years later, like I was talking with someone, they were like, yeah, clowns tend to indicate that like there's a quote unquote negative spirit or something. Um, oh, wow. There's something going on with the person that there's something weird going on. Mm. And it, that's exactly what I would have said about this person, you know? Um, you know, this was during the year that I had dropped out and wasn't sure if I was going to go back to school yet and um, was, like, really trying to figure things out. And this person, like, just was not a very good person for me to be hanging out around. That experience helped to make that clear to me um, and, sh- and show me that there was, like, something going on underneath that was, like, not right. And... Uh, the experience was terrible, like super terrifying in a lot of ways, but I like also knew, I mean, you know, I knew that there was something there and I think that that's pretty much probably always true for people. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone's dealing with dark stuff. Um, everyone's, you know, the nature of being a human is to, you know, be inheriting whatever shitty unprocessed stuff your parents have, you know, decided to let you inherit. (laughs) So. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Yeah, let's let's talk about darkness a little bit. This is like I'm. Just Ooh, about, yeah, I'm let's real, go like, there. Dark, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm curious about like darkness in your own life, and not even like maybe the. Um, I don't mean necessarily like oh the terrible horrible things that have happened to you, but it's just like this sure. sort of your everyday general like we have our muck every day that we're swimming in and like what do you do with that energetically spiritually even just like on a more like this physical plane level of things um yeah yeah, how do you work with that in your day-to-day oh my god where do we even start (laughs) (laughs) oh let's start in the present in my life right now um i am very sensitive to negative or dark energy coming from other people And that has been something that has opened up over time and that I'm really grateful for because it makes it clear when someone is maybe not, where maybe I'm not supposed to hang out with them or like have much to do with them. I think that that's a degree of sensitivity that like a lot of people could benefit from, especially more like sensitive people, Um, especially like a Pisces or maybe a Libra, like maybe someone I'm talking to. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I actually, I have Neptune on my um, Ascendant, which is also like a very Piscean. It basically like makes me very Piscean, um, mm-hmm. although I'm a Capricorn rising. So it's like a kind of combination of being a little bit Pisces and a little bit Capricorn. Um, and so I'm like very attuned to those things. And it's not to say that those things are bad. Um, like I, I want to be clear about that. Uh, when something is, when I say the word negative, I literally just mean like that it's like, it's something that is repelling me like something that is not meant to be in my field, Mm. you know, that person is like living their own reality. And I have had negative energy. I was probably all negative energy as a child, or at least as a teen, probably more as a teenager, you know, Mm. (laughs) just like drinking a lot and like letting lots of stuff in and just like being stupid and like not being cognizant of my surroundings or, and, or my emotions, you know, like all of that stuff. I, I would say that I've largely always been like a very, like honestly, like a very positive person. Um, but you know, I think everyone has, there's yin and yang and everything, right? And I think that it's something that you can, you know, root out of yourself in a lot of ways if it's meant to happen for you. And then, you know, if you've got a lot of Scorpio going on, like maybe that's just like, a, that's part of your vibe, you know? Um, and like, that's part of like who you are and like the way that you interact with other people and, 
and the type of people that you are like meant to interact with. Right. Um, you know, I definitely have my like esoteric, uh, leanings and interests. Like I'm super into astrology. I like tarot. I like all this stuff having, you know, more of a comedic edge, I guess, definitely always brings a lot of lightness to whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, even if I like am able to go into the muck with people. So, um, you know, in general, I would say that I like lean more towards that side of things. And, um, and it's something that, you know, I like to create my environment to reflect and I like to build friendships with people who resonate with lightness and warmth and humor and, um, and things like that. But that's not to say that I then judge people who do not have those qualities yeah. um, because those people, uh, they're, they're here for a reason too. And you can't have light without dark. You can't have warm without cold. You know, there's a Katy Perry wrote a great song about this. And I think, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> I think we can all learn from her. <laughs> I think you're right. I think we should talk more about how Katy Perry is the spiritual guru of our yeah. <laughs> You know, like you're up and you're down. You're in and you're out. <laughs> so... Oh, lyrical genius, that one. Um, Truly. Because it's it's funny, like I remember, and perhaps you do too, the very first thing you ever said to me was like, oh, are you (laughs) this sun, this moon? And I was like, who are you? Oh my God. We've literally never talked before. (laughs) You just like are asking me about the moon chart. (laughs) Because you reminded me of a fusion of three exact people that I know. So I was like, are you a Virgo sun, Leo rising, Sagittarius moon or something like that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like how has all of this knowledge about astrology and, and being more in tune with people's energies. And and I think like what you're saying also, some people will be like, what the heck, like, how can you know people have negative energy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think it's just, it's just a matter of practicing being more open to it. Like we all have the same amount of intuition that you're talking about. And it's just a matter of some people are accessing it and some people are very much blocking it off. But anyways, yeah, I'm curious, like how all of this knowledge about yourself and about the stars and everything that's happening in the freaking, in the non-physical world, like how that's changed the way that you interact with other people and the way you relate to others. Oh, interesting. A lot. I mean, I can't say that I don't judge people based on their signs. (laughs) 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 You know, like it's, it's, but like truly, um, it's not that I judge them. I will have a preconceived notion of what it might be like for sure. You know, you can spot a fucking Scorpio or an Aquarius from a mile away. There's yes, like, there's <laughs> like, it's, that's the basics for sure. <laughs> um, a Gemini too, usually. To me, it's like such, it's like the language that I like prefer to speak in. If I could just evaluate who people are and what they're like based on like what astrology has to say, like I would just do that all day. Like I just like love doing it. Mm. Um, but that's not to say that like, I know everything based on like looking at someone's chart. I mean, this, you know, I don't, I think it's an endless pursuit. There's also positive and negative sides of every sign, you know, like one of my absolute best friends is a Scorpio. Um, and she is like such a like super bright ball of sunshine, but there are lots of Scorpios who are like, you know, more quote unquote brooding or portray some of the more negative signs of, of the sign. And that could be true of just about any sign. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't try to like let it, color the way that I look at things but you know there are certain things that could be revealed in a chart or suggested that I think it can be helpful to know about people um 
you know, who you're letting into your life. You know, I almost feel a little bit guilty because like when some, like if someone just like totally volunteers to like show me their chart, like they're giving me a lot more than they are aware of, <laughs> and, which is sweet for me. I don't think that it should be something that's hidden either. I told this story recently, but like in eighth grade, like people in my math class, like didn't like me because I asked questions all the time, um, but I got A pluses. Like I was like the smartest person in the class. And everyone was always kind of like, they almost like didn't believe me because I would like ask questions all the time. So it like felt, maybe that's just, me projecting onto them that like I felt like I was dumb because I had to ask so many questions mm -hmm. but because I was so present in class I like did super well on the test because I was just like totally there for it you should like feel comfortable with like looking stupid like having people like know who you truly are mm -hmm. um or like what your faults are or, like what's going on with you in order to like feel how that feels in other people's eyes so that you can like grow from it and like hopefully begin to embody whatever the more positive parts of your chart are, you know, that that's always open and available to people. And so, yeah, totally. I, I I'm now like really curious to just like send my chart over to you and be like, what do you got to tell me, Jeff? <laughs> I could tell you. A lot. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. um, beautiful. Well, I want to be mindful of our time and wrap this up soon. But before I do that, two more things. Number one, um, I want you to tell the people where we can find more information about you and the magical things you do in the world. And, um, then I want to ask you a series of like lightning round questions. So tell the people, uh, where, where we can find out more about Jeff and the things you offer. Cool. Um, yeah, so you could friend me on Facebook or Instagram. My name is Jeff Bosmer. That's J E F F B A U S E M E R. That's M as a mountain. Um, and, uh, also I'm just learning that I never knew how to pronounce your last name until this Yeah, Bo Bosmer. Yeah. Bosmer. Great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you can go to, uh, the East meets West website, which is East meets West fest.com. You can like, you know, dig into the event a little bit and learn a little bit about my coaching. I post a lot on socials, so that's probably the best place to find me though. If you're ever in lower hate in San Francisco or in Santa Fe for the next few months, I'm here. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Cool. Okay. So last final quick questions. Number one, what's something that most people assume about you? Um, to your knowledge, obviously this is the thing we can't actually know. People probably assume that I'm like more spiritual than I am. I don't know. It's really, that's a really hard question. Probably. I mean, I'm definitely very spiritual, but like I, because I like really identify with being like just like being able to like crack a bunch of dick jokes. Like I also, and like being from Boston, like I don't really, I don't know that being associated with like quote unquote hippiness or like spiritual practices or like crystals, like people are always associating me with crystals and like I'm into crystals. I actually like do have like a whole thing with them, but <laughs> like that particular, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the association. So mm. Cool. Um, what's something that you would like to be acknowledged more for in your life? I guess I would love to be more acknowledged for, I guess, just the amount of like shit that I've gone through and the amount of work that I've had to put into what I've, mm -hmm. what I've put in, like in a certain way, I feel like I should be further along than I am now. Mm -hmm. Although like I, I am like pretty, like I'm doing well, but yeah, I could always, I almost want to take this back though. Cause in a lot of ways I don't want to, um, the idea of success to me, I think is like burden is, is a burdening idea for a lot of people. And yeah. like right now I'm going through a phase of actually feeling like, uh, like I want nothing to do with anyone who has achieved any amount of success whatsoever. And I just like want to like 
fucking like find some like cute cowboy husband and just like saddle up <laughs> in the country and like never see San Francisco again. Don't That's we the all? Reality of that. <laughs> just like live out my broke back mountain life. <laughs> Where's Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, um, yeah, you know it, it doesn't. I I could do with maybe some more um, acknowledgement in that area. Sure, you know why not? Beautiful. Um, who in your life considers you a role model and why? Oh God, no! I mean, no one should. But <laughs> oh, get out! Of here. <laughs> uh, I don't know in my life who considers me a role model. Um, my clients probably wouldn't be hiring me unless I was some kind of role model for them. Mm. Um, I so I, I hope that I'm role modeling in a certain way. But I also, t- to be honest, the idea of that is a little funny because I truly look at it like everyone is has such a unique and individual path that like you shouldn't be modeling your shit on anyone like. You should be like looking inwards for whatever like actually feels right um, and going with whatever that is. And, and, you know, like obviously like learning from people, but like never fully like, I don't, I I doubt there's ever one person to learn from, you know, I think there's a part of us in all of us and it's about learning to see that in everyone that allows you to become whatever the like proper reflection of nature Mm. Um, last question. What is one of your favorite questions to ask other people to help you to get to know them? <laughs> What's your sign? What's your favorite answer to get to that question? Oh, I can't say. Like, realistically, I mean, I'll be honest, my favorite sign is Pisces. Like, that's just it has, okay. always as and always will be. Um, <laughs> I mean, Libra has become... Um, like it's, it's starting to vie for top spot, but okay. um, for me, Pisces is, yeah, I, it's just, it, it's, I mean, I just don't know how you, like when Pisces has their problems, they have their problems, but they are just such a sweet and like giving and kind and generous sign that like, I don't know, there's just nothing not to love about them. Um, I feel like there's like, I feel like there's something else that I ask people pretty regularly. I feel like I ask them what their favorite food and their favorite color is, but those are, those aren't even exciting. So never mind. Like, let's just go, let's just go with the sign. <laughs> just with the signs. Well, I'm a Pisces moon, so I'll take that. I know. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I know like, you are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just trying to suck up to you. Like, I think I, I, I must have told you this. Like, I mean, I, it's working. Definitely... <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, this was so lovely. I'm so happy that I got to learn more about you and the things that made you the beautiful being that you are. And um, yeah, and I know that the, the things that you put out into the world are so inviting and hilarious and insightful um, for other people. And so I'm so glad that you'll get to reach so many others through this. And uh, yeah, we miss you in San Francisco and can't wait to have you back. Oh, thanks, Kyla. Yeah, same. Yeah, look forward to being back and hanging out more. All right, everyone, that's the episode with Jeff. I hope you loved it. Hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a review or a rating or subscribe on iTunes. It means so much to me. I love you all so much. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll see you next week with the next episode. Much love.